After the funeral, I got uh, jumped and stabbed eight times. So, I think the other thing for me that I've had, it's been a bit of a struggle, is being an Asian plumbing and heating engineer. Oh, what are you doing with your life? Like, you, you know, you were meant to be a doctor, you're meant to be a dentist, and you know. I actually, uh, I actually got sent, sentenced to prison. Yes. Um, got given five years. I actually know, it's sad, like a kid, I was sick to see late to him on Friday, and uh, Monday he didn't turn up, he got stabbed once and he died. Yeah, he's 16. When other customers see like an Asian plumber or Asian tradesman, they just automatically think you're going to be cheap. Well, I can't believe we've gone through the whole show and no one's asked me about the medal. <laughs> Right, episode 37. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy cool. And uh, we've got two new guests. Yeah. Pete's back. I'm back. In his, in his hot seat. Yep. So do you want to introduce or shall I? We've got Kev. And Payne, Chigs. Payne Warrior and Chigs. I'm called. <laughs> Finally made it. Say his, <laughs> say his name properly. Chirag. Chirag. There we go. CP utility. So we'll start. We'll start with the story about Chirag because this is awesome. So we went to a. Um, it was called the Tech Tour in Northern Ireland, and yeah. we were basically touring around colleges. Yeah. Talking to the students. Is this where you did the Indian accent? And nobody yeah. Could have yeah. Thanks for getting to the point. Of the story. <laughs> <laughs> we so we're, we're talking to the kids, showing I'm doing plumbing, got Bundy doing electrics. Chirag's doing, Chirag's doing um, boiler fault finding because that's his forte yeah. and the kids are learning stuff. But at the start, we have to do like an icebreaker and introduce ourselves. So I got this little VT and it's like videos of me, videos of your YouTube channel, videos of Bundy. We come out and introduce ourselves. So the first day, Chirag goes up and he's doing, he does this Indian accent where he pretends he's this character called Uncle. Yeah. So no one's ever met him before. The kids were in Northern Ireland. And they watch his little intro where he's talking this thick Indian accent. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he switches it back to his English accent. Now, complete silence, because the kids don't know yeah. if it's okay to If I laugh, is this racist? <laughs> but there's total silence. And then when it twigs what's happened, everyone just bursts out laughing. But it was, it was so good. I think, yeah, the first day I tried it, it bombed. That's because that first college, they were a bit... The whole, I think, yeah, the whole college... They didn't really want dead. us to be there, I didn't know. Because we, even <laughs> that one, I remember, they weren't was it even... Just, was it just you or was it Bundy? I don't think, <laughs> I don't think the um, the college lecturers had told them what was happening, yeah. what it was going to be. So they all stood there like, what are we doing? Like, this is shit. And it wasn't even... Uh, some of the students had nothing to do with the trades that were they representing. Yeah, I think they were bricklayers. Some of them were bricklayers. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had that painted decorators there. And I asked them, okay, I'm, I'm literally, I've gone through... Uh, fault finding on a boiler. Yeah. Then I've asked them, okay, so have you guys got any questions or anything else? What's a know? boiler? And they're like, um, to be fair, we're just trying to get out of class. Is that, <laughs> what do you mean? I love that. Oh, I love yeah. that. Uh, honest, yeah. paint, um, paint <laughs> that would have been me. That would have. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, the second, uh, second day that was at the big college. I think that's where the icebreaker worked. Yeah. But it's so cool. Yeah. Don't know how you get away with it. You do it on you do it on your Instagram stories quite a bit, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And does that does that go down? Is that one of the? Like, I think I, I started it doing I started doing it last year and uh, just as a joke thing. Yeah. And it's just sort of people love it. People love it, yeah. and then it's just gone from there. I'll I get have to people, try it. I get people DMing. <laughs> 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 get, get your own accent. <laughs> 
I get people literally DMing me, just not even by my name, just saying, hi, uncle. Yeah, I guess that's me now. Funny. So, right, Chicks, start us off how you got into your trade mm-hmm. and sort of anything you think people will get value from can relate to and then take us through to where you are now. Yeah. And then we'll... Cool. And how you became uncle. How I became uncle? Well, <laughs> where do I start? Well, my whole journey into the trade has been probably not the most normal way. Like a lot of people, first, third generation plumbers and heating engineers. I'm the first one in my family to do anything like this. Which is funny because my family background, like in terms of our caste system, we are blacksmiths. So my family back in India, uh, they still do look sort of the blacksmiths with the ironmongery stuff like that. But over here, I'm, I think I'm the only one who's in the trade. Mm. So my whole process initially was <coughs> I went to uni, I've got a degree. Uh, my degree is in financial maths and I've done absolutely nothing to do with that. Um, I did that because I just enjoyed doing maths at school. So I didn't know what I wanted to do at uni. Um, Does anyone enjoy maths? I, I just looked at him. He's just looking, what weirdo. <laughs> Stats? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make no. that make mm. sense. But that's why I enjoy the breakdowns because it's, mm. maths is all fault finding, problem solving. Yeah. So even at degree level, it was a case of you're given a formula, let's say Pythagoras theorem, a squared plus B squared equals I've C squared. <laughs> and you've got a, you have to disprove it in order to prove it yeah. to say why it works. So I think those sort of soft skills have taken me into boiler fault finding where I look at a boiler, something's gone wrong and mm. I want to know why it's gone wrong. Yeah. So it's not just right. Okay. The pressure's low. Just top up the pressure and go. Yeah. Why is the pressure dropped? What's caused it to drop? Is this and why then, you like a flow rate? Yeah. Similar to that. So he was asking me about his boiler. So I finished uni, yeah. um, gone into sales, uh, worked in recruitment for a few years, hated it. Um, in between jobs, I did a plumbing course. So that's why I did my level two MVQ. So I just did a private course at a private college. Okay, but so what made you choose to do a plumbing course? To be honest, something. I don't really know. I just kind of wanted to do were something. Were you looking, were you like looking something for something? Yeah, I, was, I wanted to do something practical because I hated working in an office. Yeah. Um, I didn't like sitting behind a desk in front of a computer and yeah. doing that. And I think it, a lot of it came from helping my dad out around the house when I was younger. So we used to do, do DIY stuff. And yeah. a lot of people, you know, you just hear, oh yeah, trades people make good money. And it's a, it's a good skill to have, even if you don't do anything with it, you're always going to need it. It's always going to come in handy at some point. So... I kind of just sort of picked it out of thin air. Okay. Um, so I looked into it, what I needed to do. Found a college, did my level two MVQ in plumbing and heating. At the same time, I also did my part P in 17th edition as well, because... Uh, when you say college, was that day release or was that you were there for No, time? I was literally just, it was a fast track once. I was there ah, for, okay. I think, about four weeks. So yeah. wow. whilst I left the job in recruitment and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in the meantime... Yeah. I just did like one of those fast track courses, which isn't the best way to do it because I came out of there not really, I got the qualification, but, but didn't, really know what didn't really know what to do. Yeah. So that was the next part of my struggle. What do I do next? So because I didn't have the experience, the only thing I knew what to do was sales. So I fell back into sales and I went back into a job as an estate agent. But on the side, I was doing small, small plumbing jobs. So tap changes, radiators, stuff like that. Yeah. So slowly, slowly, I built up my experience over time. And then I was as an estate agent for five years. And again, it then got to a point where I was getting bored again. I was getting itchy feet, like, what should I do next? 
then it was a case of I was also in the process of um, sorting out my wedding as well. So I had to really make a decision. What am I going to do now? Because mm. I've got a lot of financial commitments <laughs> I was about up. to say, you have to. Yeah. So have you, told, need, have you told Peter how much you would have done? No. <laughs> 60 grand. <Ooh. laughs> that's more for an Indian wedding. Did you see him then? He was like, oh. <sighs> that's, that's more for an Indian wedding. Is it? Yeah. My mate's yeah. one, I think, was about 120. <coughs> wow. wow. So Indian weddings are very expensive. But so then I. We're in the wrong business. Yeah, yeah, yeah wedding, wedding planners. Yeah. That's it. Or stand builders at trade shows. Easy money. Mm. But then, um, so I took two weeks annual <coughs> leave. And again, I did another fast track gas course, uh, which again is not the best thing to do. So I came up with my qualification, applying left, right and centre everywhere. <coughs> and I'm getting calls because people are saying, oh yeah, you've got this, this, this qualification. Yeah. And then they say to me, okay, you can do this. And I was like, no, I can't. Mm. And I was just getting rejection after rejection after rejection. And then I saw an ad for AL.com. They were hiring for trainee gas engineers. I was like, this is what I need. And it says trainee gas engineer, but I got the job and all I was was a glorified kitchen appliance installer. So the only gas aspect of it was doing hobs, cookers and ovens, yeah. along with the integrated dishwashers, washing machines, fridge freezers. Yeah. But the good thing about that was it was four days on, four days off. And whilst I was there, the people that were on the training course with me, they put me into another WhatsApp group with other gas engineers. Yeah. And then I started talking to people, found a few of them were local to me. And on my four days off, I just offered to go and work with them for free because yeah. I just wanted to get the experience. Um, because the salary I was getting at AO was, it was good enough for me to, you know, pay my monthly wage um, bills or whatever. And for me, the, getting the experience was priceless compared to, you know, just trying to make a small bit of money out of it. Yeah. So I worked at AO for, I think, a year. And then I managed to land a job uh, in a social housing company. And that's where literally my um, experience in breakdowns just went whew, exponential. Yeah. And I was literally chucked into the deep end. There was no buddying up with anyone. And I think the first month I was probably coming home at about eight, nine o'clock at night. And I didn't have to. They said to me, yeah, you're contracted hours until five o'clock. But... Well, for me, it was a case of, I want to learn. I want to fix this. I want to learn why it's happened. And I want to know for the next time how, how I'm going to fix this. I was really hungry for it, for the knowledge. And I think that's what really helped me. I was I genuinely had an interest as to why stuff's going wrong, how yeah. to fix it. And not only that, also finding, learning <coughs> tips and tricks on how to do things quicker, better. Things like even changing radiator valves. Before, I used to drain down the whole heating system to change a rad valve. Yeah. Now, I will either open vent system, bung the header tank, or even if it's the seal system, dump the pressure and then quickly snatch it over. Yeah. So things like that is what really got me to where I am. So I was there for about two and a half years and slowly built up my private client base in the meantime and went self-employed about 18 months ago. Yeah. And haven't looked back since. Awesome. So you say you did your fast track gas mm. and then you were applying for these jobs that just wanted a qualified gas engineer, which you were. Yeah. But once they found out that you'd got no experience, yeah. then there was no job. Yeah, pretty much. So everyone, it's a vicious cycle. You need experience to get the job, yeah. but you need work to get experience. Mm. And <clears> I now get a lot of messages as well from people saying, you know, can I come out with you? Can I come out with you? And I kind of remember me being in that situation, but I'm, I don't feel I'm ready yet to take someone else on. Yeah. So my advice when, I, when people message me is I literally say to them, what I did was got a job in social housing 
you've just got to sort of take the rough with the smooth. It's, you're going to have a bit of a shit time at some points, but if you can look past that and look at what you can develop out of it, then... Would, would you allow somebody just to come out and just, just observe what you're doing? Not to actually come and do the job, but just to see how you're doing jobs. So even that, I've had people just sort of asking me, like, I don't want to pay, I just want to come out for experience. But I think for me, it's a case of right now, where I'm trying to get through summary jobs in a day, mm. it would slow me down to have someone that I need to, even if I'm not paying them, just yeah. to show them. But even if they said, I can't come and just watch you, they won't, they'll ask questions. Yeah, which, I, which I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help people out. But yeah. it's just where... I'm, I'm trying to get through summary jobs in a day, it will just slow me down and it will just have a knock-on effect to my next job and then the next day and the next day. Mm. And I've sort of always had this plan in my mind, I've got another baby coming in a couple of months, so maybe sometime next year I might look to take someone on, um, either as an apprentice, and it also depends on workload as well. If I've got yeah. enough work to pay someone else, then I can pay someone, teach them as I go along, or take someone out with me in experience. But the problem with me is, I like to sort of get in, do my thing, get out, move on to the next one. And to for me, it would, I sort of kind of had to take a little bit of a step back, have a bit more patience to then teach someone else, which I've never done before. Yeah, I guess I'm sort of learning with my son at the moment because that having a kid takes a lot of patience, especially at the age he is at the moment. I've got none. none. <laughs> zero patience. He's, <coughs> oh. he is hard, but... Got kids. Though. Yeah, I've got kids. Yeah. That, got that kind patience. of does help building patience. Yeah, But I think that's going to be the next step for me. And then your, I say, love of the fault finding aspect of it is mm. what made you then start your YouTube channel, yeah. which is you passing on your knowledge, tips yeah. and tricks that you've picked up. Yeah, exactly. And I, I've had a few sort of negative comments from people as well. You're giving away too many secrets of the trade. You're giving away too many tips and tricks. You know, people are going to try stuff themselves. But the way I see it, I, for me, I learned a lot through Instagram. Yeah. So after joining Instagram, you know, watching your channel, um, your YouTube videos and your Instagram page and along with other fellow plumbing and heating engineers, I've learned a hell of a lot from them. So for me, this is kind of my way of giving giving back, even though I can't take some of that with me. Mm. If I can give back through social media, you know, people are still able to learn something and I'm still learning. So it's a, it's a give and take, give yeah. and take. For all I the think the, the thing about your content, same as mine, on boiler and mm. gas stuff, you wouldn't be able to watch one of your videos no. and work on a boiler. You'd need mm. background knowledge. You need oh, yeah. to know what you were doing. Yeah. And it's tips and tricks. It's not, here's a video of how to fix your boiler for a customer to watch. No. It's for other gas engineers or apprentices to watch. Yeah. And not only that, if the way I see it, if someone does try and fix the boiler themselves yeah. and they mess it up, they're going to probably call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've actually had that. I've had. Uh, it's a double edged sword, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the tactic, the Trojan tactic. Watch this fucking up and send me in. And now I'm going to charge you double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I've had people call me saying, oh, watch a YouTube video and uh, I had this problem with my boiler, but they've either said I've attempted it and it's gone wrong or I don't want to attempt it, but you look like you know what you're doing. So you're like, yeah. <laughs> show me the money. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, it's, it helps my business because it gives customers reassurance that I'm confident in what I'm doing. Yeah. Because if I wasn't confident, I'm not going to showcase it on YouTube or Instagram. I'm not going to put it out for the whole world to see if mm. I'm not confident with what I'm doing. And again, I'm always, if I'm learning off someone else, I'm always trying to give them credit in my videos as well, saying I've learned this from this person, go and follow this person, go and subscribe to their channel as well. So yeah. I think the whole social media community is grown a lot. Uh, it's definitely helped me out and I just hope that the content that I'm putting out is also helping out other people as well. Yeah. 
And so your the boiler breakdown stuff is the stuff that you love. Yeah, gets you out of bed in the morning. Is yeah. that what you're focused your business on? That's what you're trying to do. Just that. Yeah. Any I, plans to diversify and do bathrooms um, or no? No, definitely not bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, the amount of people I've people I've watched doing bathrooms, I'm like, uh, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, not even like small bathrooms. I I couldn't even. What, my, about, what about your own bathroom? In my own bathroom. So I, we had my extension done. I just had to put, um, we created a space for a downstairs toilet. And although it was simple, it was literally just a standard toilet and a vanity unit. Yeah. I got my mate Josh in to come and give me a hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and I, I know I can do it, but I just can't be bothered. So can you just come and give me a hand? Yeah. I think the other thing for me that I've had, it's been a bit of a struggle is being an Asian plumbing and heating engineer. Coming from an Asian background, mm. it's always been instilled in me, be a doctor, be a lawyer, you know, be a dentist, and mm. to is try it, and sort it, of- Is it still like that now? Do you it, still, it still happens. I mean, I, I had a call from my uncle in India, one of my uncles in India, probably about a year ago, literally calling me and cussing me, <laughs> saying, oh, what are you doing with your life? Like, you you know, you're meant to be a doctor, you're meant to be a dentist, mm. and you know, how, you're doing all how this. How do you think that could be changed then? If that's like- I just think, is I that going to take time, like as a cultural thing? Is it? I think so. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, even I don't think my my whole family generally know the in depth of the work that I do. Mm. I just think I'm kind of just seen as manual labourer mm. or just a plumber who basically. Fixes I think, I think a lot. Of, so I think a lot of families, unless they've got somebody who's a tradie, yeah, probably presume exactly the, yeah. the same thing, don't they? Yeah, they just they see you as a plumber. If, if you're not like a specialist professional, well, we are professionals, but if you're not like a, if you haven't done a job where you've actually used a degree, like you've done medicine yeah. or you've done or dentistry dentist, or yeah. veterinarian or something like that or law, then they just see you as a manual worker. And not only that, when other customers see like an Asian plumber or Asian tradesman, they just automatically think you're gonna be cheap. So pricing for me has been quite difficult as well to overcome mm. because automatically it's like, oh, brother, please, you know, sort me out, brother, sort, I'm like, no, like I'm running a business. Yeah. You, you don't go to Tesco or Sainsbury's and you don't yeah. go just because there's Asian cashier. You don't go to, oh, mm. brother, you know, give yeah. me this half price. Well, how do you, mm. how do you get around that then? Because that's probably something, obviously, for for you that you don't have to think about, do you? No, so not much. really, no. I, I literally, I just say to them, look, this is my price. It's a fixed price. I'm not going to overcharge you mm. or anything like that um, unless something else goes wrong, then, you know, you've got to be prepared for it because in breakdown, it's obviously a process of elimination. Yeah. So I tell them, explain to them, this is the price. And if you're not happy with it, you're welcome to find someone else. Um, and I, I'm open and honest with that. I say, mm. you probably will find someone cheaper, which is absolutely fine, but this is my price. And I direct them to my social media channels. I explain to them, have a look at this. This is the way I work. Yeah. If this is what you're after, give me a call. We can discuss mm. further. If not, you're more than welcome to find. You will find someone cheaper. Uh, because I'm not the cheapest, but I'm also not the most expensive. Yeah. But I do pride myself in my work, and I hope that that sort of portrays them the work that I do on my social media channels. I mean, one thing I wanted to ask you is, obviously, if, you, if you're if you like one of a rare few that mm. you think of, like I'm Indian, I'm a, I'm yeah. a plumber, how, like, how, how do you change that then? How do, how do you get more I Indian think people into, into trade? It's how, a tough one. I think it's because there's, I mean, I get why there's so much pressure on Indian people or Asian people in general to go into like medicine or dentistry and things like that, because it is, it's a good profession, it's a well-paid profession. 
And I think coming from back home where they've obviously struggled over there that you see manual laborers as manual laborers. Mm. Is it like a status thing? I think it's a status thing. Yeah. Um, so if but, you're- but, sh but surely if you're successful in anything, yeah. Yeah. it shouldn't, it like should, to, it me, should, to me, to me, yeah. as long as you, you know, you're not- getting Not a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I think stuff like that should be encouraged, especially if you're doing- Yeah, doing yeah like absolutely. That. I mean, I'm, uh, again, so well, I'm really well, hopeful that my son eventually will take an interest and come to the trade with me. That's, yeah. but that's my dream. That's not his dream. Yeah. So, well, what, what would you say? To, obviously, we have people listening and watching this. Yeah. What would you say to people that are in a similar situation that are thinking about going in, but obviously they're getting road to be a, a dentist or? I would say it's difficult, but just do it. Like if you if you find an interest in it, watch like you know people's social media videos. If it's something that you think that you might be good at, or something you might be interested in and give it a go because there's nothing stopping you mm. and well, the, th the thing the, the thing is you look at it and you think like you know you look at some of the top ceos of businesses mm. now in indian yeah. people like surely if like the stigma wasn't there yeah you might find that actually a lot of indian people are actually good at doing yeah. these jobs exactly and so. this, this is the thing so i think there's a different there's there's that barrier where you're good at what you do but i think mm. there's the other thing as you're seen as a cheap laborer or cheap worker so mm. people don't generally think that you're a specialist at this so where i'm specializing breakdown border breakdowns asian the asian culture uh, may not see me as a specialist as in boiler breakdowns they might just think i'm just a plumber and so you're, you're saying other asian people only see you as just a plumber oh right so yeah that's what ah, okay. so it, i think it's that misconception they don't understand how wide our field is obviously yeah. we've got plumbing we've got heating uh, we've got boilers, we've got bathrooms, there's, you know, plumbing and heating is just such a wide, diverse industry. Mm. But as soon as you say you're a plumber or gas engineer, when you say gas engineer, they think, oh, you're making money. Uh, when you say plumber. <laughs> when you say plumber, they're, oh, just you're when you're a plumber. gas engineer. Yeah. But even then, they just, they don't always differentiate between the two. Mm. And I think it's, the main thing is they well, don't- Do they think gas engineer, you're working for Transco? Is it Transco? Yeah, Caden or so, <laughs> whatever. And we, were, we know what we think of Caden. <laughs> but yeah, I, th I just think it's that it's, there's not enough education out there, I think, for mm. the Asian community to understand that being a tradesman- oh, they, There you go. Because I, I know obviously you're saying, I don't want to take somebody else on, mm. but maybe that's something that you can- Yeah. You know, you can you can push. Yeah, in the no, that's yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's maybe something that I could look into in the future. But I think, I think the main thing is that there's not enough. I think education to, for uh, in the Asian community to say, look, you don't just have to do something, dentistry, doctor, lawyer. You can mm. be a tradesperson. Whatever trade you want to go into, if you're good at something, you should be encouraged to do it. So, ladies and gents, tradesmen and women. I am trying to help you organize yourself. So we have teamed up with Tradeify, which is a software brand that if you are struggling to get organized, to look after your customers and to get everything ready for the jobs that you are going to need, then Tradeify is an all-in-one solution. So we've teamed up with those guys. If you click this little link just up here, you get 50% off your first three months subscription and you also can have a 14 day free trial. Kev, oh really? The other part Kevin? of the buy yeah. band, Kev. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically, all, all we do, really, we're getting you on the show is we like to sort of, like we've just done yeah. there, is, is take you back and sort of get <coughs> how you came into being the trades, other bits and pieces that, like, sort of, like, along the way that's happened to you. So just give us a little little bit of a, a breakdown. Okay. Um, 
Well, it's nothing like his story, but um, I think I um, I had my first child when I was quite young, like fifteen. Yeah. Um, it didn't end well. Yeah. Um, got into another relationship. Had another child. Yeah. Um, so. How old are you at this point? Seventeen. Yeah. Uh, That's like got to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't have really any parents around. Um, didn't really have anything to be honest. Got into trouble. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, I actually got sent sentenced to prison. Yeah. Um, got given five years. Didn't actually go to jail because the judge called me back up before they took me away, and yeah. she goes, um, "It appears I've left a note in my uh, diary not to send you to jail today, Kevin." And I was like, yeah. "Thank fuck for that." thing um she goes you've had a really rough time you know i, I got dragged up through the system i yeah. was like here there everywhere and she goes i want you to move away um start a new life with your missus and your, your kid and uh, that's what we've done we moved up to milton Keynes, and uh her mum so where were you originally were you in L london no nah, we're down in bracknell right, so, okay. like, right yeah, next yeah. to the sort of ascot area yeah and um yeah so we've done that we moved up there and i, I was trying to find work for for, for, well, it just felt like forever. We we didn't have nothing. We just need. I needed to do something. And then uh, mm. Mum's partner offered me um, sort of like fifty pound a day to come and help him do some painting. Mm. And uh, the first job that I actually went to with him was uh, painting Karen Brady's office. Yeah. And um, he said, like, you know, you've got to be proper, tip top. You got to like look she, sharp. She used to live around there. Oh, did she? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, her daughter went to one of the schools down the road. Oh wow! Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was intimidating. Yeah, he, he was, uh, the, the guy who taught me, is very, like, anal, but everything had to be perfect. You had to be clean, well-presented, like, on time. Well, mm. And after after a little while, a couple of months and that, it sort of, I'd, I found that I, I was doing really well. He, he kept telling me I was doing really well. He started sending me out on my own. Um, and you know what? It, 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 I just said to him, I'm, I appreciate everything, and I, I want to try and go on my own now. Mm. And I did, and then I built up um, a nice little business, regular work, didn't really have any time off. Um, and then it sort of went downhill really quick. Um, I had a few family members die. Um, my head wasn't right. I started drinking and sort of getting myself sort of into trouble again. Mm. And um, my missus, she, she, she stuck by me, and she, she's like always encouraged me. I've been with her, like, like I said, 19 years now. And... Mm. Um, she sort of always gets me back on the right path and um, we, we, we sort of got back on track and then my nan died and uh, she, I, um, I went, we went down to bury her and after the funeral I got uh, jumped and stabbed eight times. So, yeah, I had to, um, yeah, it was like touch and go. And this was the first week of like, first or second week of COVID. Mm. So, yeah, as you can imagine, like sort of 90 miles away from my kids. Um, they're sort of at home. We've only drove down to Barry Manan because it's COVID. Nothing's going on. Yeah. And yeah, next thing you know, I'm laying on the floor completely naked. Um, paramedics around me, police, um, blood everywhere. Um, and I just started like sort of disappearing, if you know what I mean. It was really, it was a bizarre feeling. I, 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 I said goodbye to my kids. Mm. And um, yeah, next thing I know, I woke up in hospital and um, I sort of looked down. I thought it was a dream. I looked down and I had this, I've got this big scar up here and I was all bandaged up. And I was like, I just woke up, I was like crying. I was like, 
what the hell has happened and uh that's, they, they told me everything and it was really hard for a, a good year and um took me a, a, a long time to sort of get out of bed um i was on medication i started going to therapy my kids got me into social media so she like you know we, it was locked down still um my daughter was like just get up do a tiktok with me and all this sort of mm. stuff and blah blah, blah. and I, she goes you should actually post your work and i was like nah because I, I, I just didn't want to go out of the house either so i didn't mm. want to do nothing but she she eventually taught me into it and um i done i done that posted one video and it got like 30 million views sort of straight away wow <laughs> literally yeah by the time i come out of the shower i had like twenty thousand followers and like literally it just in in a second you got your daughter to think for that yeah, yeah. what was the video just to Job. I just painted around a plug socket. Oh, like <laughs> cut, cutting in? Just paint around a plug. No, well, towards the end, I, I just put put a bit of paint on the face of it. I, I was just, um, I think it's that fucking Billie Eilish song, like, I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Do you know, I think I've seen and that. I went like that I way. think I've seen that. And as soon as she goes, I'm a bad guy, I just went slap and I just So you do, it, you do it perfectly and then yeah. at the end, just fuck you and you, yeah. you do it. Yeah, but that, that plug socket was being replaced. I was doing it just for a bit of a crack. and a, The comments went mental, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, but then people started asking me questions about painting and that, and instead of sort of just replying to them, all, I just replied with a video, and then like one thing led to another, and then sort of a year later, sort of like nearly a million followers on TikTok, and unbelievable that that's yeah, mad. it's mad, it's yeah, and then I started on the Facebook and Instagram, and Facebook blew up. I've had it less than a year, and we're at nearly half a million. So yeah. um, it, it's it's just it, and that's what actually got me up as yeah. well, and it actually got me out of the house. Yeah. It really did help. I mean, as, as well as like my partner pushing me and encouraging me and everything like that. But well, it, the thing is, when I other, had to other, go and answer other, questions, other, I felt. Yeah, yeah. When other people appreciate your work as well, or like, yeah, dig what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it definitely pushes you to try and yeah. try and be better. Or when you see other people's work that you want to emulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pushes you on as well. I think. Oh, it does definitely. It's all, it gives you that little bit of a boost, you know. And mm. It's, mm. Although you get a lot of negatives, I try yeah. to like ignore them. But yeah, the the, the decent comments and the nice mm. nice gestures part, and all that. Part of the reason of getting people on like you is that like when people do land in the comments like that, if they actually knew your backstory, they'd yeah. probably be like, "Do you know what? That guy's had a fucking mm. shit time. Like, yeah. I won't pile in on." Comments, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I don't like expect any sympathy whatsoever. Do you know mm. what I mean? And I just like to stay in my own lane. Mm. I won't give anyone crap. I won't. I won't talk negative about anyone. Mm. I won't even if I think someone's doing something wrong. I won't even sort of tell them. You know, it's not my place to say. I just. I'm in my lane. I do my thing. If people don't like me, that's fine. Mm. If they do, they do. It's just, just how it is, and it's worked out well since. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. With do it. you find it's helping you because you've got this TikTok, so like um, Facebook, something to focus on? Yeah. It's helping you a hundred percent it's like it's a thing of me now it's like it's a part of me and i feel like it might sound sound a bit odd but if if you don't get your content out that week or i'm I'm always thinking about content so that's it means i've got to go to work yeah i've got to do this i've got to do that but do you find um sorry to interrupt do you find that because you've got this and you're always thinking about this it stops you thinking about other stuff which in the past has maybe made you go to a bad place Oh yeah, yeah. It keeps me on the right track. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. So I find yeah. with me, like, just like I have some some kind of goal. Yeah. And if I've got that goal, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. So then yeah. I won't think about anything else. Yeah. It keeps me where I want to be. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. And when when it started 
growing my, my goal was to sort of bring out my own brand and that's literally what we done last year so um that was a massive achievement for me mm. and now my new goal is to bring out sort of an additional product you know mm. and that's that's what the way i'm so going to go with it so what 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 have you what have you brought out we've just got our own range of uh paint brushes now yeah. um and uh we've got like a, a three three different color decorators called yeah, it's not much, but it's something that's yeah, well, it's that's, got my name on, and that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's how it. That's how. That's it massive though, because yeah. if and you that, think about you're a painter and decorator, mm. there's a lot of guys well, do the same job. Yeah, would dream of being in that situation where they've got their own range of paintbrushes. It's, it's massive. Yeah, you, you downplay it a bit, all, but all it's, that it's stuff huge. as well. You can sell TikTok yeah. and other places, can't you? you can yeah, you still. can. Yeah, I mean, I don't tend to try. I don't. I find it really hard to to push it. I mean, I I put a link on my stories every now and again, mm. or if I bring out a new product, I talk about it. But, you have um, to get Nick Bundy to teach you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really hard. I really just can't get my head around like pushing things. I'm the same though. So I've got my kit bags, but I hardly ever talk about them. Yeah, um, it's, it's strange, but I'm the same. Yeah, it's I, like I, I don't want. I feel I feel like I'm just rubbing it in people's faces. It's uh, like I, I always nag him because he's he's got like this real like how would you say. How would, you, how, how would I call it? Engaged community. That obviously, like, he will only say what he really likes, but when he says it, people will go and buy it. Yeah, and yeah. like, you don't realise what you've what you've got. Yeah. So it's probably the same with... They trust your opinion. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you don't want to ruin that by constantly trying to sell them something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and if they think, you know, oh, he's only doing it to make money now. Yeah. It's just, it's one of them, isn't it? It's, well, yeah. it's, I find it, yeah, I just find it hard. No, I think the real people that follow you will know that you've obviously done something great, you've got your own range of brushes and they'll probably want to support you and they'll yeah. buy them regardless of you telling them to buy them. They'll just do it because they want to support you. Yeah, so you, no, I mean, that's true. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I've got a lot of a lot of loyal supporters. And I think, I mean, do, they, do they know your backstory? Do they know this story? I've, only, I've only just started talking about it probably six months ago and um, it's only because people approach me and ask me to tell them my story and it's like on places like this or you know for mental health and things like that and mm. how I got over things and um, that's when I started um, with telling people mm. and you know it actually helps it helps me talking about it now well, mm. the, the, the one the one reason that we sort of started the podcast obviously like Pete Pete's all the trade sort of side of things I'm just interested in people so when I speak to everybody online yeah you're in people's DMs and you have a chat but you don't really get to know yeah anybody it's just oh yeah that video is cool or blah yeah. blah blah whereas when you bring people on here you you get to hear stuff like that so then you sort of understand or you when you're watching how somebody creates their content you can sort of see some of that coming through in it mm. yeah. yeah you get to know people don't you yeah you get to you get it's a feel all, for always it. better to know yeah. somebody's backstory because then you understand how they work mm. and then you're watching that yeah, process yeah. yeah no i agree totally that's why i'm i'm a big believer you know just don't don't judge anyone yeah. you know just you know treat people how you want to be treated yeah and uh you get on just fine you yeah. know so how, how's like with with your wife now well not your wife you're your girlfriend, my, my fiance, your fiance. <laughs> so with 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 her, because obviously, like all of that as well is like, you know, how how does that affect what goes on at home? Because I, I know obviously when you you guys are trades and you go home, you've had a shit day and you bring yeah. in that stuff back. Obviously, like she stood by you and you know you're now here. Like I always find I can't switch off either when I go yeah. home. And like, mm. how does that affect the stuff that? that's at home i mean I'm, she's obviously still still with you now isn't she and stuff yeah. like that like do you know what she's um she's she's quality she's she's a really strong independent person mm. 
like she's she's the backbone of our little household like honestly i don't know how she does it but yeah she, i mean she won't talk about what i've just told you she's like she's like leave it i don't want to talk about it i struggle with it but she can she can pick us all up and you know she's it's hard to explain she it should yeah, be yeah. the other way Cause around because obviously you you go through it but then you don't realize like the effect exactly. on yeah sometimes she'll have a little bit of a breakdown you know and um it's, you, you can sort of see, you know, it's, it gets probably a bit too much for her. Mm. Um, I don't know how she deals with these things. You know, she's got her friends that she talks to. Mm. Um, blokes don't really talk about no, it. No, this is the yeah. thing. Yeah, mm. I didn't talk about it for ages. Tell, I know I ask you, um, and not obviously tell me if I'm being nosy, but you know the point that where you're in front of the judge, 17 years old, and they're telling you you're going to go down for five years, you would feel like, that's it, my life's over. Yeah. Because you're young, five years is a long time when you're 17. Mm. Yeah. The moment when she said to you, I'm not sending you to I mean, I would be bawling my eyes out at that point. That's a pivotal point in your life. Have you ever thought about, or you might have already done this, but finding that judge and saying to her, thank you for that. This is what I'm doing now. Yeah. You know, thank you. Um, Honestly, I thought about that probably just a couple of weeks ago. I don't know how I would go about finding who it was, to be fair. Probably um, probably have you arrested for hunting them down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, she she actually turned my life around. Yeah. I was, like, I was thinking when you're telling me, I was thinking like if that was me, yeah, I would yeah. be a I would be in a, a yeah. mess. But you probably you probably look back and think like if I hadn't have had that opportunity, what yeah. where, where would, would I be now? She but probably how, won't even remember me, but I, like, I think I think she would, and how cool would it be for you to yeah. let her know what a success you've made in your good. life? Yeah, maybe I should I should try and make that. We'll get Nathan, on it. Nathan. get Nathan on it. Get Nathan on it. No, but like when she when she, when she sent us me to jail, I went dizzy. I threw up. Yeah, I can. Mm. And then when she like they pulled me back up, I was like, oh, God. You, know what I mean? you, you never know. So you never know what if, like that is. A pivotal moment. It's a, a supreme act of kindness for her to think, right, I'm going to give this young lad. He obviously needs someone to help him. Yeah. And that moment has transformed your life. Yeah. Because she could have just let you go to, to prison. Oh, yeah, she could have just, like everyone else. Mm. Yeah. You know? But she she's, she definitely looked at me differently that day. And um, yeah. she, she, I think she, I was, if I'm honest, I was probably crying out for help. Yeah, like that's why I probably kept getting yeah, into trouble. Seventeen, two kids, it's a, it's a lot to. Yeah, or well, at least one on the way. I think. Yeah, it was a, borderline. It's a lot to do, yeah. lot to deal with. Yeah, lot to deal with. So yeah, it's really hard. But yeah, I've definitely, she said she 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 turned my life around that day. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No. So the 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 other thing to talk about then is your actual work. Yeah. I feel like we've only touched on your sort of personal life. Like, give us a give us a sort of typical day for you. The stuff that you love doing, obviously, you know, it's uh, bathrooms, yeah. whatever. Yeah, plumbing. You know, what, what's, what stuff do you do you love and, and enjoy about the job? And you know, if you were selling it to your seventeen-year-old self now, what oh, would you wow. what would um, you be saying? I like the transformations, you know, and I, I like I like going into a bare room and transforming it into something that looks. Um, really modern you know like sometimes you turn up at clients houses and they they haven't got a clue what they want but they want it decorated they want it looking fresh and if you give your opinion show them some examples some examples of things that I would like to do something different and um, 
it, them jobs that they agree to are like my favourite because mm. then I can sort of sort express of push yourself. The, yeah, push mm. the brown boundaries a little bit rather than just going in with a light grey. You know, that's just my house. Just <laughs> literally, like just want the whole house magnolia. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, I, I like to try. You know, mix it up a bit. I my whole, like my whole house is ammonite. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Literally, the whole house is ammonite. Yeah, nah, that's nasty. I'm that guy. There's a lot of job satisfaction. Though. You stand back at the end of the day, you think, yeah, you look at it, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. I like doing, I like working with gloss as well. I like getting a nice shine, mm. you know, like where you can see your reflection. Like, you know, trying to, trying to. Here's, here's one for you because I'm going to be doing it at my house. What's the best paint? For what? <laughs> Just what's the best paint? Walls, walls. It's fair. Do you know what? I really, I really love the Dulux Heritage at the moment, and I've, yeah. I've um, oh. like what's easy to work with. Dulux Heritage. Well, what, when you say what's your favorite paint, what makes a good paint? Is it the the range of colours? Is it the application of it? Is it what is it that makes? Yeah, probably like the the opacity. So how well it covers. Yeah. Um, how well it flows. Um, sort of the yeah the the color range, but, but to be fair, you can probably get most paints mixed in any color anyway. Yeah, yeah. and uh, ultimately the finish and durability. So I hate shiny stuff yeah. like on walls. I'm a matte finish guy. Yeah, yeah that's what we like. And anything yeah. I can wipe, we choose. Yeah, which mm. is like a velvet matte, and it is like a velvet matte, and I do love it. It's just, it's probably one of my favorite paints for walls. Definitely, mm. yeah. Nice. I'm on it. And is, is Faro and Ball overrated? No, because I use... You uh, heard it here first. I, I use the... It's an ammonite, but it's a... a it's Dulux, a mix. Dulux yeah. colour match. Yeah. yeah. Now, Faro and Ball is that. It's, to be honest, it's, 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 it's all right. But it's a free coat system. You have to use yeah. their primer. So this reminds me when I did my... I painted my house a long time ago. But you used to be able to get oil-based paint. Yeah. And then it, the Faro... I was using Faro and Ball. And then it all became water-based. Right. Can you still get oil-based paint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah did they just it. stop doing it because... Because Farron Ball don't do it anymore, do they? Do you know what? I didn't even know that they did do it. Right. So I don't know if... Yeah, so back in the day, when I, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I got my house and I was doing it, I started using Farron Ball. Right. And then probably like two years later, moving on to the next room, you go back to B&Q or wherever, Johnson's decorator said... Now he's just ball and no Farron. You try and get an oil base and it's it's all water based. Yeah, but. no, yeah, a lot of lot of lot of uh, yeah, everything's going water based, but there yeah. is still oils, you know. Yeah. And when it comes to like um, color oils, uh, color woodwork, I do like an oil finish. Yeah, um, not Be so much white. So what happens when you paint exterior and it's not oil based? It's water based, doesn't it? Just wash away with the rain. No, it cures. Okay. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm just asking. <laughs> it, it dries and it goes I hard. I ask the questions that people want to know. Do you, do, you know do you know one thing I really want to do with this show is at some point, like me and you have to go and do other trades for yeah. a day. Yeah, like, you should come like, work with me for a like, day. Like painting walls, laying bricks. Yeah. And just we see. could colour match a nice white gloss to your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be, do you know what would be really good is if you painted me and it was just the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like Wrigley's extras. Oh yeah, there's a yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, you can use water base outside. So what's your what's your future? You got any plans? Are you happy where you are? Have you got any? Um, you got the other he's doing the nursery and Karen Brady's. <laughs> <laughs> you got your aspirations for your next product, but as far as your social goes, it's just more of the same. Or yeah, pretty much. I'm just going to keep keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not out there to. Um, if I'm honest, I don't want to be change the world. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm just. I'm, and do you work alone? Yeah, pretty well, most of the time. Have you thought about getting an apprentice or getting a member of staff? 
Yeah, well, my boy, my youngest, he's um, 15 now. Oh, perfect. So so he's coming to work work experience with me in a couple of weeks for a yeah. week. If, if it's summer holidays, he'll come in, yeah. you know, um, earn some money, buy some rubbish. And yeah, but he, he he's good at it. You know, he's a little bit... Um, so like OCD. So mm. if he's working on a particular area, mm. he'll make sure that's perfect, which is cool. So I'll just get him doing the prep work mm. and I'll paint. Yeah. <laughs> so my nephew's Harry's now twelve. Yeah. So we've got three years left and then he's he wants to be a plumber. So oh, wow, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, that's cool. He's already started at the gym so with me. It'll be fourth generation then. Yeah. And he's uh, yeah, he's at the gym. That's Is cool. It? Yeah. Yeah, he ain't doing little bits, just um Back and boys. Just doing like a whole body and trying to get him strong because he plays football. Yeah. He's really skinny, um, fast, but yeah, just trying to teach him. Mm. To bulk out a bit. Well, not he's not eating enough because he's a 12-year-old kid and they don't eat, do they? But yeah. He's um, he's doing well. He's He's got his, he likes shoulder press. Just get him some cottage cheese. He likes yeah. doing muscle-ups. He already yeah. did muscle-ups with a with band. But yeah. Oh, really? How much does he weigh? Um, 43 kilos. I wish I did. So... <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's only he's only twelve, but yeah. I think um, yeah, you know if we he, he like because he um, uh, he likes spending time with me, mm. which is great for me because yeah. it's a nice feeling that he wants to hang well, out. He's got to go to the gym if he if he yeah. likes spending time with you. Yeah. <laughs> he's got no choice. No, I think it's really good, and do you know what? But going to the gym at that sort of age now is quite a popular thing. Yeah. So like, like, you know, well, when kids, I was younger, it'd be like up. smoking and kids drinking in the streets, you know. Yeah, they don't go down the now, park and get hammered anymore. No, now, in the gym. Yeah, mm. my boy, he goes boxing, he goes football, he goes gym, he go in his spare time, he'd be at the AstroTurf. Yeah. Um, he'd ride his bike everywhere. It's like, it wasn't Pulling like that. Up, was it? Yeah. yeah, it's like mad. Yeah, well, that's what we used to do when we were kids. You, I yeah. didn't. I used to be go out on your bike and yeah. MD 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally, I, I remember, I used to go out on my bike. Yeah. Bit of mad dog. Mum and dad didn't yeah. have to worry about where I was going. I'd just go down, go down to the park, go down to the, uh, the forest, whole day starting cycling, fires, you just know. messing around, yeah. and then yeah. come home and that's it. No, no trouble, no problems. Nowadays, I'm worried about when my son's old enough to send him down to the park on his own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's a that, that is a worry as well, you know. Because after what I went through, and and mm. I actually know, it's sad. Like a kid that was an apprentice on my site, and I said to see you later to him on Friday, and uh, Monday he didn't turn up. He got stabbed once and he died. Jeez. Yeah, Shit. and that that really hit hard, like for mm. me, because I got done eight times. Yeah. And I'm like, and this survived, poor yeah. kid, he's yeah. 16. And I was like, why am I even here? Like, And this this kid, yeah. kid you know what I mean? And that's the worry, you mm. know, kids on the streets. And it's, it's yeah. that sort of age group that are, that are bigging it up, you mm. know. And that's that's why, you know, my boy's 15. But luckily, he's got a good um, group of friends. They're, they're not like that. They're into their fitness and, mm. you yeah. know, they don't mess around. And they, they go straight to their point and come home. Um, they don't cause trouble. But you do cross that path of them other kids, don't you? Mm. Um, which, unfortunately, is so fact, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, as you know, myself and Pete, we always want to try and give back to the people that watch and listen to the show. So we've done you an absolute solid. We've got loads of discounts from top name brands all across the internet. So if you want to save some money on tools, software, tool bags, accessories, then go and check out our discount page, which is just located here. Hopefully there's a saving on there for you and that's a little bit of a thank you from myself and Pete for supporting the channel. So should we do our Jerry Springer final thought? Yeah, so 
if you've got anything you want to say, any pearl of wisdom or words of encouragement, or, or if, if you, you want, want to plug to, your channel, if you want to do an R Davis, and do an R Davis, and just say, yeah, go follow me on all my Instagram. <laughs> well, do that anyway. Yeah, but honestly, I, the amount of DMs I get about people, you know, asking me for advice on, you know, how I got to RM and things like that. What people don't see, what people see now, they haven't seen what I went through when I was working in the social housing, when I was doing the late night call outs, you know, there were nights where I was coming home at like midnight, 1am, you know, I was getting called out, I'm in bed, I'm getting my phones ringing at three o'clock in the morning, I've got uncontainable leak, you go there, it's just a fucking drip. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's just the person <laughs> in the <house>. Yeah. <laughs> but, and advice, you, can't, you can't go, you lying fucker. Yeah. <laughs> you just no, I just go, they just turn the, turn the mains water off. Oh, sorry, you got no water, you got to wait for the day staff to come back and sort the problem out. Yeah. Mm. Um, but no, if anyone's looking to get good at breakdowns, um, servicing, repairs, even installs, go and work for a company, like a big company, because I was able to make mistakes. Um, like literally I could order up three or four parts for a boiler and not worry about it coming out my own pocket if I got it wrong. But it was a case of you started off kind of guessing and then you start learning the patterns and realizing, okay, it's not that part it was that part and then you sort of build on that and then you slowly yeah. slowly you start diagnosing right i know it's definitely that part but you can't do that on your own you know you could be out of pocket five six hundred quid in parts easily or spending four or five hours on, on one yeah simple breakdown exactly yeah so i'd say go and work for a firm go and, you know it doesn't matter what firm it is take the rough with the smooth gain your experience and then when you're ready go out on your own okay yeah. um, what about you kev any any pearls of wisdom um, I'm really not that good at this. I don't just I stay don't, out of trouble. You just stay out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, stay in your own lane. Yeah, yeah. Even if they're you know, so someone once told me, um, people like people, we like them. So be kind to people. They treat you right. Amen. Um, that's it. Good, good, good wisdom. But yeah, yeah thank you very much for uh, thank you for having me. Both coming on. Great. Well, to I do can't believe we've gone through the whole show. No one's asked me about the medal. <laughs> oh, sorry, Pete, you wearing the medal? <laughs> didn't even get the chance to say. Oh yes, I didn't even realise I was wearing it. Do you want to do it now? We'll just yeah, I'll just do it now. I love the way he comes in just to show off his medal. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my job is like we've just had a life changing story over yeah. here, and you're and like, my... eh, I've been to Stockholm. <laughs> 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 My role in life is to inspire and motivate people to do things. My role, my goal. And by talking about my marathons I'm doing or my <laughs> ice baths, my goals, whatever, it might encourage someone to go out and run a marathon, which is a good thing in my opinion. It is a good thing. And Amen. What is that medal? So by the I way? just returned from Sweden. I did the Stockholm Marathon. Mm -hmm. I had a lovely time. I knocked <laughs> 11 <laughs> minutes off my PB. So PB beat his PB. I did a four hour and 12 minute marathon and it's made me really hopeful that my next marathon sub I'll four get hours. sub four hours, Ooh. my next one. What, what, is the, what is the average for a marathon? Moses I think most, most people would be really happy with a sub four hour marathon. Okay. As like a part-time runner, not like a professional. They're like yeah, doing yeah. two hours, oh, three wow. hours. Bloody but if I can get a four hour marathon, that would be great for me. And I was what almost- 26 miles in two hours. Yeah. Jesus. Crazy. The pace they in London, it would take you that to drive. Yeah. Oh, it would. Yeah. Well, yeah. Probably longer than that. Yeah. Honestly, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, easily. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Oh, well done. I've already When's booked, your next one? I've and already, where is it? I've booked um, Athens Marathon in November, mm. but I also want to do one, at least one before that. Doing Boston? No. no. What's the hardest one you've done so far? 
Um, and what's your favourite one? Paris was pretty hard because I was, had a really bad knee injury and it was cold and like raining. And at the this start. is the first one after your uh, full blown illness. Yeah. Oh, that was after Kenya. Yeah. And you got yeah. a PB. Maybe you should get ill more often. Yeah. Well, I, uh, for those who don't know, I went to um, went to Nairobi to do. We built a school uh, on a charity project, and I got really ill. Um, wow. So on the way, two days before we left, I shit everything I own out my ass. Um, <laughs> And Jesus. it lasted for six days. So by the third day, I was so dehydrated. I had, I had to go. Really? He said he thinks he's on Doctor Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I was so so dehydrated because anything I ate or drank just went straight through me. What was it Just a viral infection. Was wow. it? Yeah. But um, yes, yeah, so I lost eight kilos, which I then tried to put back on as quick as possible because that messed with my head. Eight kilos yeah. in how long? I'd love to lose um, eight six kilos. days. Jesus, I'm yeah. going to Kenya. I'm <laughs> Kenya, we're coming. Honestly, I could do with that. Yeah. But yeah, then um, went and did the marathon. It was great. Loved it. So already booked my next one. And it just gives me something to focus on because now I'm training for this marathon. Yeah. And I want four hours. Where, That's where, my goal. Where else can you book? In between then. Yeah. Uh, so I was looking at Tallinn, which is Estonia. Estonia yeah. um, Warsaw in Poland. Mm-hmm. Um there was the Great North one I was thinking about as well, but I've already done that. And then um, Lisbon, Portugal. Wow. So Lisbon. Yeah, hook me up. Staying at G's mum and dad's house. But we did the, the Stockholm Marathon. So just to give you an idea, so entry to a marathon, this one was about 60 euros. Mm. So that's your entry into the race. Then you've got your flights there. So... Ryanair from Stansted, 60 quid, mm. and then 60 quid on the way back. Um, but to keep the cost down, we stayed in a hostel, and it's the first time I stayed in a hostel. Um, would you do it again? How was that? I would actually, yeah. yeah. So you go in, and it's a communal kitchen, communal showers, um, toilets, like yeah. bathroom stuff, and then your room that you're in has just got a lock on the door. Okay. So you've got a code for your room, and then there's five or six people in your room, bunk beds. Smart. Randoms. I was in with two of the guys I travelled with. Okay. Um, a, guy, a young lad, 18-year-old from Australia. Um, another guy, I don't know where he was from, but he played spike ball. It's something on a trampoline, some kind of game. He what? was a, like a spike ball player. And then a, a girl from... I was waiting for you to say I'm taking up spike ball now. I don't know what it was, but it was... Yeah, <laughs> two they, weeks They were there doing a tournament. Okay. And then an American girl. Although we booked an all-male hostel. And there was, and there was a bird was, in there. There was loads of girls in there. Oh, wow. But yeah, you share everything. You're in the room. The bed's the bunk bed. The the, the were pillow. You, were you top bunk? I was top bunk. My <laughs> my pillow, it should have been retired like five years ago. It was, just, <laughs> it was, it was like a bag of porridge. It was horrible. Oh. But you get fresh linen, fresh towels, and it's twenty quid a night. Wow! So keeps the cost down. But you you can do you can just go a to, mattress and no pillow. I hundred percent wouldn't mind paying a hundred pound for a hotel room if I was out there though. Yeah. <laughs> like. I, I know it's yeah, I know it's like but five, it's an experience. It's yeah, experience. Okay, yeah, and I get I, that. so I go, I go to a beautiful country like Sweden, run a marathon, do a bit of touristy stuff. About five hundred quid you can do it for. So, so do you set up like any sponsors and raise money for this? Or I, I have done, but the trouble is like being on social media and asking for people to donate. Mm. There's only so many times you can do it, and True. everyone's struggling at the minute. Yeah. So I pick and choose when I when I do, but I do run for Born Free Foundation. That's my my charity. Okay. Um. So if people do want to donate, I have a, a link for that. But I don't always push it. Yeah. Like I didn't. I didn't mention it once for this one. Okay. So, how much have you raised? Uh, oh, I don't know. 
fair whack. I raised uh, 3,000 quid for Parkinson's UK London Marathon last year. Mm. About a grand for Band of Builders. That's, that what you, that's what you should say. Look, this is how much we've all raised together. Yeah, yeah tell them. Yeah. Show them. Yeah. I think then people take it a bit more seriously in terms yeah, of yeah. donating. Yeah. The more you donate, good. the more of run. Yeah. You can let John, that guy from yeah. top of Africa to the bottom there. Forrest yeah. Gump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, a guy, li- literally a guy who's winning the whole length of it. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Just non stop, like uh, rest, go again. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Well done. Fair Thank play. How many medals you got now? This was my sixth marathon. Is it? Yeah, number six. So you get one every time you, you when complete did you start? When did you start? Last year? Last year, yeah. London wow. last year yeah. was my first. Yeah. Six in his That's good going. Christ. So if I, can do, if, I can clear, if I can do a sub four hour this year, I will be so happy. Mm. That's my goal. What was your about first time? Four twenty three. Not bad. Mm. Well, I'm rooting for you. Sick. Yeah, I'm rooting for you. Thank God you're winning, and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, nice one. Yeah. Enjoyed that. That was awesome, man. Yeah. If you like listening to Al talk over all the guests, (laughs) if you've enjoyed this episode of Trade Legends, listening to Al talk over everybody else and people banging on the desk, if you've enjoyed listening to him watching today, he's fucking going to stay still one space just for a minute. If you've enjoyed watching this, blah, 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 blah. Right, three, two, one, go. So I'll just not do it. Yeah, sure. I'm going to shut up for just like a minute. If you've enjoyed listening and watching today's Trade Legends podcast, please subscribe to our channel. It'll really help us out. We're a new podcast. We want to do big things. And you subscribing, hitting the little bell so you get notifications would be just great. Thank you. Hitting the little bell. I was like, yeah, ding, 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 ding. There is a little bell in there.